hey everybody and welcome to episode three of murder moms i'm i'm maggie and this is janessa we're going to jump right into it and the case i have for you today hits very close to home specifically my dad's old home and i'm going to be telling you about the serial killer frank walls because i know what a serial killer is even if janessa doesn't all right <laughs> I don't have any rebuttal. So, in 1987, my dad lived in Fort Walton Beach, Florida, in a trailer park. He was in the Air Force at the time, and he worked mids, which is overnight shifts. And one day he comes home, and there's a bunch of police officers milling about. And being curious, as you do, you go over to all the police officers, and he says, "Hey, what's what's going on?" To which they responds uh there's been a murder also where were you last night i like how they're just like murder what's up <laughs> i mean there there very likely was more than just those two questions and answers uh but the tale i've always been told was there's been a murder also where were you i mean but luckily you know he had a really solid alibi of like I was at Herbert Field at my job on the military base. <laughs> he has a solid alibi, so they're not really fussed with him. And turns out that the folks who had been murdered the night before lived directly behind my dad. What the what? When my mom found out, because this is before they were even dating. They were just friends at this point. Um, they're very close friends, but she comes busting in his house and tears him a new one. My dad is very claustrophobic. And he was also worried that the trailer would catch on fire and he wouldn't be able to get out. So he slept with the back door open. Oh. So she comes in and just tears him up about oh. there is a killer on the loose and you are sleeping with your door open and that could have been you. Oh my gosh. And just, just for clarity's sake, your dad has always been very tall. Yeah. So a trailer would feel confining to my him. Dad he's is like 6'8? Six, 6'5. Six, okay, 6'5. That's still tall. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a big dude. He's he's a tall guy. So a trailer would definitely feel confining to somebody of his size. Oh yeah. He he called it a tin can. He's like, I hated that tin can and I was worried I wouldn't be able to get out if there was a fire. After the murders, the uh the guy who owned the trailer park, who dad said was really nice, uh he he tore the he tore the trailer down. So our killer, Frank Athen Walls, was born in Germany to an Air Force family. He was diagnosed as bipolar as a teen and treated with lithium, but he just continued taking it when he was an adult. Which is, you know, always a good thing to do is quit taking your medication. According to Walls, in the early morning of July 22nd, 1987, he entered the trailer of Air Force senior airman Edward Alger, who was 22, and his girlfriend, Ann Peterson, who was 20, intending to commit a burglary. That I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I thought that the victim was going to be, like, a single woman or something, because that's usually how that plays out when it's a dude. But the fact that it was also a military man yeah. makes it a little, a little more spooky for you, I bet. Yeah, it was like a young military dude. Like he's in he's in his prime, like and and the girlfriend. And the girlfriend. So it's two. He he went and committed intending to commit a burglary. Yeah, your mom was right to be mad at your dad. <laughs> Walls 
purposefully knocked over a fan to wake them up. And when they came to investigate, he told Edward to lie on the floor and had Anne tie his hands behind his back, bind his ankles, and gag him. Which kind of gave me some uh, Golden State Killer vibes. Yeah. He then told her to lie on the floor so he could restrain her the same way. Edward managed to free himself and he attacked Walls. While struggling, Walls cut Edward's throat. Edward then bit Walls' leg, causing him to drop the knife. Cause. Like, he cut his throat and then bit him. Yeah. Walls then shot him in the head three times. Okay. Walls returned to where Anne was and found her crying and trying to speak through the gag. He removed it and untied her. After learning Edward was dead, a struggle ensued between Walls and Anne, during which he tore off her clothes. He then shot her in the back of the head. She survived the first shot and kept screaming. Wow, get it, Anne? Yeah. He forced her face into a pillow and fatally shot her. The bodies were discovered later that day when Edward didn't show up for work. Investigators obtained a warrant to search Walls' trailer based on information provided by his former roommate who lived near the victims. Um, it says here near the victims, but I read other things that said, like, next to the victims, so... Like, this was your... This was a neighbor? Yeah, like, he... But they, also your dad's neighbor. Yeah, they, they all lived, like, in real close proximity to each other. Wowie wee wow. Evidence from his home linked him to the murders, which led to his arrest. Walls was convicted of murdering Edward and Anne. He was sentenced to die in Florida's electric chair for shooting Anne and life in prison for Edward. And I got some pictures for you. This here is our wee baby boy Edward in his military uniform. Oh, I'm so handsome. Yeah. Next to his airplane. He's got a nice little bowl cut. These will be in our newsletter. He looks like he would have been like a catch yeah. for that time period. He though. looks like a cutie pie. I bet he was a sweetheart. This is their trailer. It's got crime scene tape around it, and it looks like they're carrying out a body. There's some old cars in front of it, but it's like an old-timey 80s trailer with the cream-colored panels and the, the dark wood metal corner yeah, quotations. That police tape is up very high, too. Like, the two people standing next to it could almost completely walk under it, which okay. seems weird to me. Maybe somebody's holding it up because they're bringing somebody out. I mean, maybe. Look how high it is on both ends. I don't know. Maybe someone like my dad put it up. Yeah. He once hung a mirror, and my mom was like, no, you gotta fix this. Yeah, because your mom's like, what, five foot? Five two. Five two. <laughs> I'm so, I'm within inches. I know. I'm doing so good. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> so used to, like, repeating it after so many years. This is our killer Frank. First of all, he looks very, just frustrated that he's having to take this picture. <laughs> this mugshot. Yeah, yeah, uh. this mugshot. Because he's in the orange jumper, but he looks like Willem Dafoe and oh my gosh, what's his name? He was he was Willem Dafoe's son in Spider-Man. Franco? Franco. He looks like they had a baby. I can kind of see that. He's got dimple, dimple chin, brown hair. He's very young. He is very young. He he doesn't look like he's had any, like, drug problems, though. Like, he looks like his skin is in really good condition. I don't know. That's that's weird. I would have expected him to... To be older or something. Yeah, to be older or, or, or look like he had had a hard time. Like, I don't know. I guess, to he, me, 
killing someone, like, that's not an easy decision to make. So I just always assume everybody's going to look just really tired. Either tired or, like, they... Wild. weighing on them or... Yeah. Like, they've been through something and he just looks, like, kind of annoyed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I've been caught now. In 1994, he's on death row. And he is indicted for the first-degree murder of Audrey Gigi. I'm going to say Gigi. It's spelled G-Y-G-I. If someone knows better, you can correct me. Please. He pleaded no contest to the 1987 stabbing. He was given an additional life sentence. And this is a true thing that happens. Quote, Throughout my whole life, I've had totally unexplained episodes of uncontrollable rages in which I lose total contact with reality. However, I do want you to know with all honesty that I am truly truly sorry for your loss of a very loved one, unquote. Walls wrote in an apology letter to Audrey's family. It was given to the family in court when he entered his plea of no contest to her murder. I like that we're just going straight to insanity. Sometimes I just completely forget who I am, which I'm not saying doesn't happen, but I feel like a lot of times, especially when it's like multiple murders, Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like a cop out. Yeah. Audrey was 47 and she was stabbed to death on May 20th, 1987 in her mobile home on Duval Street in Fort Walton, about a block from Edward and Anne's trailer where they would be killed two months later. So he murders three people about a block from each other, his former roommate lives in that area, and my dad, also, just down the street from all of this. And this is why my mom was freaking out. She's like, there's already been a murder, now there's two more people that have been murdered, and you're sleeping with your door open. That's so wild, man. That is so wild. (laughs) Yeah, it was, um... Your mom was right to be mad at him. Audrey's body was found by a co-worker in the hallway of her trailer about 9.30 a.m. on May 20th, 1987. She worked as an electronic assembler for Caltech, Florida. When she didn't report for her shift at 7 a.m., the co-worker became worried and went to her home. At the time of her slaying, investigators had neither a, a suspect nor a motive. Audrey's case was resurrected with DNA technology. Tests on a semen stain tied walls to Audrey's murder and led to his indictment. Why is it always the two together? Why is it always just, why Why do they feel the need to just come everywhere? Like, I don't understand. Oh. I don't get it. Yeah. We can never just, I'm not saying just kill somebody. Please don't kill anybody. But I'm saying, yeah. why the sexual connection? It's actually not entirely clear if she was sexually assaulted. Or if he just, like, so messed? The deputy medical examiner at the time concluded that she wasn't. However, family members said that they were first told that she was, and then that she wasn't. The articles that I was finding, none of them were very recent, and so it never conclusively said if she was or wasn't, and just kind of left it up in this weird limbo. So the family believes that she was. Mm-hmm. This here is Audrey. She just looks like, you know, your sweet aunt. She really does. She's got short, dark, curly hair. Um, got a couple wrinkles on her. She just, she looks very sweet. She looks like she would probably be the lady to be like, hey, uh, you want some lemonade? It's hot outside, you know? Mm-hmm. She looks good for 47 in, in the 80s. Yeah. Especially because everybody was burning their bodies with oil in the sun in Florida. 
Yeah. He pled no contest to, to her in 94 after DNA got him. Walls later admitted to killing Tommy Lou Whitten in 1985 and Cynthia Condra in 1986 during a plea agreement. This no contest plea agreement. Tommy Lou was a popular 19-year-old. She graduated from Niceville High School, my alma mater, in 1983. She was studying to be a physical therapist, and she had a part-time job at her church. She was very all-American, um, and she loved the beach. On March 26, 1985, she was sunbathing alone on Okaloosa Island when Walls, who was 17, came upon her, slit her throat, and stole her car. When Tommy Lou didn't come back by dinner, her family knew something was wrong, and her mom began calling her friends. When word got out that she was missing, family and friends descended on her house. Her sister says, quote, At first, we couldn't get the police to help, so we searched through the night and got up early in the morning, unquote. So around 10 a.m. on March 27, 1985, her uncle found her car behind a building on Okaloosa Island. It doesn't say which one, but like in my mind, I'm just, I keep putting it behind the red rose just because I feel like that's a place he would dump a car. There's so many places down there. Like if you go uh, all the way down to the Matador. 1987. Uh, I'm pretty sure that the road went all the way down though. Like it might not have been built up with all those condos, mm-hmm. but if you think of like where the the Matador is down there, like all the way down where yeah. Cash's Cash Mansion is. Yeah. That would be a good place, too. Not that I think about where to dump bodies at all. But all the way down there, that's that's like three miles, maybe? That's true. Her uncle finds her car, but there's no sign of her. But around 5 p.m., somebody walking on the beach found her body on a stretch of shore that was owned by the Air Force. Her murder was unsolved again until 94 when Walls confessed. And this is a picture of her. Oh, she's so pretty. She's so pretty. So this is like her high school photo, right? This is her high school senior. Yeah, so it's very senior portrait where you're like halfway turned and looking off into the distance. She has dark, wavy to curly hair. She's beautiful smile. Her skin is perfect. And she's got a necklace on. And I is that a pendant on there? Is it a letter? Uh, I think... It's some kind of, like, little pendant. She looks very happy, though. She's gorgeous. And her mother is, like, she was a happy baby and a happy toddler and a happy happy teenager. And she loved riding her pony. And she was just... She had a pony. Like, all, like I said, all American. Yeah. She, she's gorgeous. And he just happened on her and just was like, oh, I'm going to murder you now. Do you want to meet her? What? She's buried in my backyard. What? There's a cemetery in my backyard, and she's buried back there. Do you want to meet her? Not really. Let's go find her. No. Yes. Yes. You don't fuck with dead people. No, it's not a haunted cemetery. I wouldn't live. I wouldn't live next to a haunted cemetery. It's a nice cemetery. I'm just saying. She's buried behind your house. Yeah. She's. So how are we gonna record? On my phone. I downloaded the Anchor app. Uh, you got a bug spray? Because we're not Florida. walking. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's get in the car. Well, we don't have enough time for that. The sun's going down. All right. Oh, we got to get out of there before it gets dark. All right. Let's go. Because it's not a creepy cemetery, but also I'm not going to be in a cemetery when it's dark. All right. Now we're recording. We're going to record our adventures. Oh, okay. So That's dope. I went out last night 
and um, found the section she's in, but I didn't have time to actually find her. I do have an image of her, her grave. It's her and her dad. And I thought she like somehow survived getting her throat slit for a second. And I was like, what? No. <laughs> like just happened to be she was your neighbor, that tiny old lady over there. No, that's Miss Sue. All right. We're going into the cemetery. And she is in the Garden of Meditation. Okay, so this is the uh, Garden of Meditation, and I am going to pull up a picture of what her grave looks like, and we are going to look for it. Alright, yeah. So we got this rectangle okay. with the little W's faces on either side. Okay. Are they like flower pots on either side? Yeah. Alright. Let's go! In my real life... To be fair, I didn't expect her to be here. How did you... How, yeah, okay, so... So did you, did you like, look it up on a... Well, what I did is I, um... I just, like, Googled everybody involved in this case's names and opened, like, every tab related to it, and a couple of them were find a grave. And some of them were in, like, Indiana, and one was in, like, Val P. And this one was just like in my backyard uh i don't think so are you sure no it, that's not it it's robinson we're looking for Witten. no right there oh yeah that one this is Witten. yeah <laughs> bro that definitely so this is the family plot it's for real a family plot the south is so weird so her mom is minnie and she's still alive and oh sure enough she is look at that and that's her dad john okay and that's her tommy okay and she's got her little plaque 1965 yeah she wasn't even 20 yet she was 19. everybody else here was buried before she was born so she's got a little stone on it that says no farewell words were spoken no time to say goodbye you were gone before we knew it and only God knows why. That's sad. Yeah. I mean, I didn't expect anything joyful at the cemetery, but... Yeah. The news article I read said that after they caught him, and he was on death row or whatever, her parents were just like, we don't follow his appeals or anything like that. It's just the vengeance is up to the Lord, and we don't really want him on to be on death row we don't follow any of that and that they pray for his family because they know that his family is hurting which i thought was like she is the lead uh i i could no uh, i could uh, not i from i the, could not so much to the point where i would not be allowed to go yeah because i would try and attack that person myself yeah if anybody hurt my babies yeah i i cannot fathom I, I can't be that good of a person <laughs> yeah it's it's from an outsider perspective it's one of those where like as far as like the parents go I I'm, I think it's very gracious of them to be like oh the family you know they had nothing to do with this like that was all him and, and everything but from a if if that was me in their spot I don't know that I could do the same no I I 
I could not because yes his family might be hurting like essentially they've lost him at that point because you know Mm -hmm. prison but they can still talk to him and communicate with him in some ways you know like he still had a future although it was a jailed future yeah so I they they are better people than me Uh, I could not that's true that's that's true too this family plot goes all the way back to 1903. Well, born in 1903. Yeah. Well, and that's what I was saying. Everybody else that's buried in this this family plot was buried before she was born. Anyways, yeah, that's where that's where Tommy is. One of Frank Wall's victims. So, how many victims does he have in total? Five. Okay. Alright. And that's how. There's a cemetery in my backyard. That's how. <laughs> Look, I just exited the cemetery, went on a dirt road around it, and like popped no, out in my driveway. I know, but it made it sound like that's how it got there. <laughs> so, Tommy Lou was Wall's first confirmed victim, but law enforcement in several jurisdictions suspect he may have been involved with several other unsolved cases. Bizarrely, I couldn't find much on Cynthia Condra. She just kind of pops up and as sidebars in other articles. Mm-hmm. Her body was found September 16th in 86. She was stabbed 21 times and left beside a dirt road in a wooded area north of Lewis Turner Boulevard. Oh. Up by the fairgrounds, I'm going to guess. This is her. She just looks like your mom. Like, not your mom specifically, but... She does. She... She has a really pretty dress on. It looks like she's drinking sweet tea out of a mason jar, which makes it even more like Southern mom vibes. And she's in front of a brick house with like some ferns behind her, like (laughs) very 80s Southern mom look to her. Mm -hmm. She's got that short, like curled hairstyle, you know, where they set their hair. Yeah. Yeah. I love the giant ashtray with like the stegosaurus (laughs) arch in the middle. Yeah. Reminds me of my grandma's house. See? Very, <laughs> very southern 80s. But it's weird. I, I really tried to find information on her, and I, I couldn't. So if anybody happens to have information on her that they would like to share, please do. I would love to know more about her besides just how she was murdered. So those are his victims. Okay. Those five. The prosecutors agreed to not charge him with murders that he admitted to in what was described as a substantial interview with sheriff's investigators and agreed not to seek the death penalty in Audrey's death. So this all refers to that plea agreement for Audrey Gigi, Mm -hmm. where he confessed to Tommy Lou and Cynthia. Quote, he seemed to have some remorse, said Florida Department of Law Enforcement agent Dennis Haley. He He got real angry at times. He seemed like he just wanted to tell us about it so he wouldn't ever have to talk about it again. Walls said, I don't know why I did it. I just hear voices sometimes. Don Vincent, retired chief investigator for the Okaloosa County Sheriff's Office, said he was a mean man even at 20. Family Family members, including Audrey's former husband, Philip, objected to the plea bargain. They actually had only been divorced for 30 days before she was murdered. What? Yeah. So that was all very fresh. 
Yeah. Um, all five of these slangs occurred between March 1985 and July 1987 in the Fort Walton Beach area, which is about 20 miles east of Pensacola, Florida. Sheriff's Office investigators at the time recalled the town being terrorized during that time period. Walls was 17 to 19 years old at the time, making him one of the youngest serial killers on record. All except Anne were killed with a knife. Anne was shot. Edward was shot and slashed. And all five victims were slain on a Tuesday or before dawn Wednesday. I don't know which trailer this is from because the website I pulled this from didn't have any captions because that would have made my life too easy. But here is one of the crime scene photos. Oh, wow. There was definitely some sort of a struggle here. This, I mean, it looks like the inside of a trailer in the 80s. You have really thick, shaggy carpet and the fake wood paneling. There's more room in there, honestly, than I thought there would be for this time period. I honestly thought trailers would have been smaller. Well, I mean, this is your master bedroom, so yeah. it's, it's awfully small still. Okay, that's it's, fair. It's just like... Oh, but it looks like there's like a queen-sized bed in there. That's a full. Is it? That's gotta be Oh, a- Okay. That's definitely a full size, and it's pushed against the wall. It's pushed against the wall. But, you know, there's definitely been a struggle. There's blood all over the floor. There's blood on a pillow, and the sheets are all askew. It's just scary for somebody. Yeah. So I have a feeling this is from Edward and Anne, since Mm -hmm. we have another crime scene photo from the outside. Mm Mm-hmm. But again, there was no captions, so I have no way of being positive about it. So, yeah, he uh, was not great. Yeah. Investigators also looked at walls in several unsolved murders in Okaloosa County. An investigative unit with representatives from the Sheriff's Office, the FBI, the Air Force Office of Special Investigations, and the State Attorney's Office formed to examine unsolved murder cases. So this was like a Special Victims Unit. Yeah. Wall said he committed his first murder when he was 14, causing him to be a suspect in the October 12, 1982 stabbing of Renee Johnson, who was 26. She was a dancer at a Valparaiso strip club whose decomposing body was found wrapped in bloody blankets in her trailer on October 18, 1982. I mean, he, he says he committed that, but... Maybe? Yeah, do do we really know? I mean, they they do suspect him of other unsolved ones, but also maybe, maybe not. Mm -hmm. She'd been stabbed five times, and the fatal blow pierced her heart. Authorities told the Daily News in November 1982 that they were confident they would solve the case because they'd interviewed over 100 people, and they had, quote, so many leads. However, her killer has never been found. Yeah. A uh, definitive connection could never be made to Walls. So they might have suspected him, but they could not prove he had anything to do with it. Wow, that's so upsetting. And some things that Walls has done since he's been in prison. In May 2014, an intellectual disability motion was made following a 5-4 U.S. Supreme Court determination that Florida acted unconstitutionally by using a single right line IQ score of 70 to determine whether a killer could be put to death. 
So basically that just means that it's unconstitutional for Florida to say if your IQ is below 70, you can't die. If it's above 70, you can. Okay. And the U.S. Supreme Court decided this. Like, Florida, you're wrong. Which is a pretty common thing. Uh, Walls had an IQ of 72. That didn't work out for him. Representative Matt Gates. God damn it. For those of you who do not know, Matt Gates is our representative. And when all of coronavirus started, he decided that he thought that it was fake because of course he did. And he went on the floor in a gas mask. Because he thought it was cute. To make fun of it. So, where was I? Matt Gates is a twat waffle. Oh, I'm sorry. We're going away from no, that. No, 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 no. That's fine. Pushed for a law aimed at speeding up the imposition of the death penalty. And he was not happy with this ruling. Quote, I've been working for more than a year to introduce that guy to his maker. Wow. What is wrong with him? Yeah. I'm not saying that Walls is the perfect inmate or whatever, and I'm not going to give my opinion on the death penalty because I don't know what my opinion on the death penalty is. I'd go back and forth. However, you're actively trying to kill this guy. It's not a thing we should be saying. You're a representative, my dude. I mean, not mine, but somebody's. Walls' name was on a list of death row inmates who had seemingly exhausted their appeals, and the clerk of Florida's Supreme Court had sent the certification letter to the governor to apply with the Timely Justice Act of 2013, which was sponsored by Gates. Quote, the Supreme Court has launched countless death row cases into an appeals oblivion, unquote. Even if someone is like, I murdered these people, just like he did. He's like, I got caught murdering Edward and Anne. He got caught having murdered Audrey, and he confessed to Tommy Lou and Cindy. That's five people. He did those. Even so, innocent people confess. That is a thing that happens. Mm-hmm. I do not take this as me saying he is innocent. He is not. I'm saying in the universe, there are innocent people that confess. It happens all the time. Yes. And it is better to have more checks to keep an innocent person from dying than less checks and just push them on through and just be murdering random innocent people. Yeah. Now as to whether or not the death penalty is actually right or wrong, I don't know. I don't want to get into that because I have no solid opinions. Don't send me yours. I don't want to know them. His attorneys argued in 2016, so four years ago, that he functioned at a 12-year-old level, but according to the prosecution, his IQ was 102, and his claim that he's mentally retarded was the last of nine arguments Walls presented in an effort to prove he received ineffective legal representation in 1988. So he has filed nine various motions and appeals over the years to stay his execution. Yeah. Another one that they tried to do was Hearst versus Florida. The case Hearst versus Florida struck down as unconstitutional the death penalty sentencing system because it gave too much power to judges rather than juries. So it used to be that the jury just had to have a majority recommend the death penalty. But a jury must now decide unanimously that a defendant needs to be sentenced to death. And the courts ruled that the unanimous jury standard should apply to new cases and to older cases in which the appeal process was final on or before 2002. Walls requested Hearst relief at the trial level and was denied. I accidentally deleted it, but the only one of his appeals that worked was the very first one. 
because while he was in pre-trial detention, an investigator made friends with him basically and was like, oh yeah, anything you tell me is, is between us and don't tell your lawyer that I'm talking to you. Oh. And then those notes went toward saying whether or not he was competent for the death penalty. Oh. And it was successfully argued that that was legal. He got a retrial, but all, everything was the same. Everything else after that, all the other nine appeals and motions and everything, mm -hmm. they go on for years. Like one of them will go on for four years at a time through the whole process. But at the end of them, they all get denied, which is great. It just kind of cracks me up. He's like, I'm going to try to do this thing. Gets denied. And then like literally one month later, another one is filed. Yeah, like he's he's determined to figure out how to get out. Yeah, this is not his most recent mugshot. It's just the most bizarre one that I find. Okay. And I have to show it to you. Okay. I mean, you know, we shouldn't make fun of people for their looks, except for, you know, DeSantis and, and, and Matt Gates. Yeah, murderers. That's what I said. Yeah, I heard you. But it just, he looks so weird. Literally like a cartoon character. Okay. So, literally like a cartoon Oh my god, he does look like a cartoon character. Okay. So, his head is somehow flat and round at the same time. <laughs> um, and he's got, like, straight flat caterpillar eyebrows. And, like, his brow line is so prominent, he, look, he looks like a cartoon. And his nose is really skinny at the bridge and then just bulbous at the end and it kind of crookeds and, yeah and it's crooked a little bit and he's got obviously big front teeth um and two dimples in his chin or is that hair no so he's got this weird like like a scar it looks like right below his bottom lip like kind of where it would normally it comes down to your chin okay to connect there's like a little reverse cupid's bow there in the middle maybe his front tooth went through it at some point or something but like that's really prominent and then he has this chin that kind of sticks out and then he's got the butt chin but then because he's put on so much weight his he's got no jaw anymore and so he's got this wrinkle that sticks out underneath his chin too yeah it's it's very weird it's i don't know how he's suddenly 2d but here he looks very different from the teenager in the original mugshot yeah this case is officially or these cases, rather, are, are closed. He wasn't tried for Tommy Lou or Cindy's cases, but he confessed to them. He is currently on death row in a maximum security prison, and it's called Union Correctional Institute. And where is that? Actually, I looked it up because I was curious, and that led me down a weird little rabbit hole. <laughs> Okay, you no. have to tell me about the rabbit hole. You can't. Let me let me show you first Leave before me. we get into that real quick. Okay. I pulled up his uh, inmate population information detail. Okay. Here he is, current as of today. This is what he looks like today. Oh, oh, he looks like I bet he sounds. I can't decide. Like his throat is stuck in his mouth, and it's also very nasally at the same time. Okay, so my first one was to go for a lower voice, but then the more I looked at it, the more I thought about it. That's the exact voice I imagined. Okay, so he looks exactly like he sounds. I'm 100% going with that. <laughs> that's him. Uh, Kind of like Nedry from Jurassic Park. Yeah, that took me a second, but yes. He looks like if Nedry... 
was in rough shape. He's at Union Correctional Institute, which is a maximum security prison. It's his current release date, death sentence. And well, I don't fuck around, man. I, I looked up where this was because I, I kind of have ideas of various places from what I've looked up before, but I've never heard of this because I don't know anyone in maximum security prisons. I know everybody in minimum security prisons. Everyone. Everyone. <laughs> everyone. Union Correctional Institute is in this town called Rayford in Union County, Florida. The population was 255 at the 2010 census. As of 2018, the population is 236. It's home to the original Florida State Prison and continues to be home to a total of three prisons. So, like, you're talking about 100, right? Not thousands? 100. I took a screenshot. I didn't copy and paste. I took a screenshot of what it said. So hold on. I have, they have... I have more for you. I have a screenshot of the map. And this is what I mean as I, I fell into a rabbit hole because I, I thought to myself, that can't be right. How do they even have enough people to work in the prisons? They must all come from out of town. I don't know. This is the town. This is the whole town. They have one dollar general? It says dollar general. And the town limits are basically around the dollar general. <laughs> You see that's one street that it goes around? Those are the town limits. It's just a highway, too. Or like an interstate, whatever. So it's not even an interstate. That is teeny tiny. Okay. I have one more to show you to kind of give you an idea of where in Florida it is. Because I saw that and I was like, this is not a town. This is a dollar general. Okay, where is this? It's in the middle of a bunch of green. This over here is Jacksonville. Okay. Here is Lake City, where you go south. Uh-huh. And there's... Alachua, which is Gainesville. Uh-huh. And it is right smack in the middle. In the middle of nowhere. Okay. Literally just nowhere. Yeah. This is weird. That's weird. That's weird. Okay. It's a good place for a maximum security prison. If you get out, I mean, you're going to go sure. nowhere because nobody's coming sure. through there. That's just a weird rabbit hole to fall down. Mm-hmm. Of where this town is. Mm-hmm. So. And it's so small. I think that's what's, what's weirding me out is, like, how tiny it is and and when i was zooming out the the prison is actually like technically outside of the limits it's like over here okay but i mean <laughs> when i zoomed out to show alachua jacksonville and lake city it says dollar general it's like the center of the town instead of like home or a particular address or like town center or city hall or whatever it's like no dollar general dollar general so that's it. That's all you need. That's that's all I got, guys. Wow. Okay. That was Frank Walls, serial killer, local. Could have been my dad. Thank you. Thank you for that. That was, um, I don't know. I guess I've never thought about serial killers in our area. Like, I know people get murdered. He's not the only one. See, and that's, that's, that's what else. <laughs> There's at least one more. Well, I mean, at least. At least. Like, statistically, there's got to be more, but... There was, there was one more running around about his same time, but I forgot the guy's name already. See, and people are like, why do you have security cameras, Janessa? And I'm like, well, <laughs> because people are fucking crazy, yo. Mm-hmm. Really, though, all I've caught so far is, like, the pizza deliverer guy scratching his butt <laughs> under his pants. Oh, no. And, and then just me being stupid. That's mostly what it is. So, yeah, there are definitely 
serial killers everywhere and in larger quantities than I think we like to imagine. But I think because, I don't know, I moved here from California, which is like very busy, hustle bustle, lots of people to here, which is more or was more, you know, southern, laid back, chill. Like it's gotten a lot busier now with all the military installments yeah. and stuff. But I don't see here as being a place where there's an active serial killer. So um, maybe during spring break. Yeah. Yeah. And the police are overfunded, but the actual like labs and stuff are probably underfunded and understaffed. I'm gonna say probably because this is something that I'm just saying and have not researched at all. Yeah. But knowing how our country works and how the backlog of rape kits works, I'm gonna go ahead on a limb here and say that the labs are understaffed, underfunded. So thanks for tuning in to Murder Moms. And if you like what you hear, please like and subscribe to us. And for sources and information and any corrections if they've come in, please subscribe to our newsletter. Sources are also going to be listed in the show notes for this episode. Our next episode is going to be in two weeks. Do you want to give us a preview, Janessa, of your, your case? I do not. Also, share us with your friends. Hype us up. Send us corrections if you have them. Send us more information about Cindy or any of the other victims. If you do send us things, please be nice. If there are any cases that you would like to hear more about or that you know a lot about, please send it to us so we can look into it and possibly do an episode about it. Yeah. That'd be dope. I have a whole list of stuff that my dad was like, oh, you want to hear about murders? Here's a bunch of murders. <laughs> you should look into this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy. And I was like, this is a whole side of you I did not know about. <laughs> look at that. You're a lot more like your dad than you know. I, I'm very much his copy. Yeah. No, you are. You are. Well, thank you so much for listening to us. And we will see you soon. Soon. Mm-hmm.